0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Go Blue with Stu podcast. I am, of course, Stuart Douglas. And today, our special guest, if you're watching this on video, to my left is the one and only Nancy Douglas, my mother. Hello, Nancy. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, Stuart. Thank you. He told me to look interested, so I'm going to try my best.
0: (laughs) Great start. Great start. I wanted to start off the podcast with a pretty good story about how you didn't believe in me when I was going to commit to Michigan. Oh geez, dude. could have
1: forewarned me about
0: this one. Do you remember that?
1: Well, see, this is interesting. And this is a lesson for parents and for kids is that one person hears it one way because of what's going on inside of them. And the person actually saying it is meaning something totally different. No, I knew you I knew you believed in it. So there's that.
0: It was just very funny, and I'll tell the people the story. It was coming down to waiting for Michigan to offer me the scholarship when I needed what well, was roughly 47 kids to pass up the scholarship before they <laughs> gave it to me. And then that and choosing between them and Harvard yep. and the opportunity to you know step into Harvard and bas- basically be able to go and shoot and score and play how I wanted right away. And we were in our second house in Carmel in my room talking about it. And I was like, no, I want to go to Michigan. And you're, you're
1: gonna, you're gonna me of this again. you were
0: like, are you sure? And you laid out all of the pros and cons of everything. And me, especially but when that
1: I was, was before the offer came in.
0: Yes, it right. was take Harvard or wait for Michigan. I was like, no, right. I don't want to wait. Yep. And for me as a teenager, when I was like, my mind was set, I was set. and I'm still pretty much like that. But you were like, I had said it, I had said, I was set on it. I was going to do it. And that was supposed to be like the end of the conversation for me. And for you, it was what?
1: Well, it was fear that (laughs) everything. And I may cry during this podcast. (laughs) Good. um, That that everything that you had worked towards. And again, I think any parent who might be listening, who has a, a kid that's athletic and has promise Everything you've worked toward, I was concerned wasn't going to happen for you. And it had nothing to do with my belief in you. I knew from seventh grade as objective as I tried to be and not be one of those parents who thought my kid was, oh my God, so talented, but I knew there was something there. Um, And I always believed in you. And you know that Mm -hmm. it was, I was scared to death that you weren't going to get what you wanted and. I wanted, I think also selfishly, and again, you're asking me to go back in, in memory. So it's, you know, it's kind of faded a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think, you know, for me, I wanted it to be over.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanted it to be over. Um, recruiting is as, as, as blessed and lucky as we were to go through that experience. You know, it's like everything in life it can be fabulous, but it can also simultaneously be incredibly stressful. And it was, so I wanted it to be over. And, and I think selfishly, I wanted it to be over for me. I was so jacked up Um, and I, you know, and I apologize for that. I I you and I have talked about that before. I was so jacked up and you were jacked up. And I just, I wanted at that point, let's just get this over with. What could be horrible about going to Harvard and also, and you and I have talked about this. I know you really well. Knew you really well back then, and I st- st- I still really really know you as, as a mother knows all of her children, and I w- wanted you to be a, a a big fish in a small pond hmm. because I knew that you could really shine. Did I understand what was going to happen at Michigan? No, I didn't understand. I what I I I I. I I never got that fire in my head. Yeah, I just wanted, wanted it to be over for all of us. And I thought Harvard was just a, 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 a great idea for so many reasons. I
0: guess if I could go back and give advice to myself or any kid, it's small ponds are fine. Small ponds can be great. Well,
1: look at look at look at some of the great NBA players that have come from and and great professional players that have come from small ponds. It
0: doesn't matter. It
1: does not matter. It does not matter. But I wouldn't, and I know you wouldn't either. Trade the experience at Michigan for anything, and it turned out to be obviously phenomenal. And I, again, it's trying to be as objective as I possibly can. You know what you and 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 Novak and J Mo and you know, what you did for the program is undoubtedly set it on a great trajectory. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but back then it was incredibly stressful. My recruiting.
0: Um, I always said, it, I wouldn't, wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy.
1: You know, I wouldn't, I, I, I've
0: gone through a divorce and I think that's still <laughs> <on> my <top.
1: laughs>
0: recruiting is still one of the top most stressful things I've ever experienced.
1: Well, yeah, because you want something so very much and, 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 and you don't know what's real and you and you don't know what's right and you tend to start questioning your own skill set or your own decision making abilities because they're all telling you things that you know in, in in the end is exactly what they think you want to hear but but the funniest recruiting story and I'm kind of digressing here so you can pull me back if you want to was when we went to IU And Calvin Sampson pulled your dad and I into his office Mm -hmm. and he's sitting there talking and I'm looking around, I'm going, this is IU. My son can play for IU. This is great. This is great. And your dad's just sitting there like, you know, stone face. And all of a sudden Calvin Sampson goes, I know more than any other parent about basketball. (laughs) And I see, and I see your dad, like, I could just see the smoke coming out of his ears. And I think your dad said, well, I sure hope so. Or something like that. That's funny. And, and we, I, I don't know. I can't remember if he said it yeah. there or afterwards, but we walked out of his office and I remember, and I looked at your dad. I'm like, I use interested in Stu. And your dad looks at me and goes, that guy's an asshole.
0: Oh, it was, <laughs> so it was so upsetting because <laughs> the entire time I didn't have to meet him to know I didn't want to play for him. Yeah. And like, I just wanted the IU offer just to get him just to force just to michigan's hand yeah I and think- in the end like it would have been really cool to play for iu and then they, they ended up not offering uh they offered matt roth yeah in a you know,
1: yeah anyway
0: AAU teammates with tyler zeller who hated
1: you apparently right or something didn't tyler zeller didn't like you no, or something matt like- oh matt roth
0: like- yeah no okay. tyler was fine that okay. was great okay but yeah it was one of those i mean we played we went down to summer camp that was a summer camp Yep. yep. I couldn't miss a shot. Yep. And of course you look at me and every single coach that ever recruited me was like, you're a little more athletic than we thought. And it's right. like, did you even care to like, look, you just looked at me and That's said right. that I wasn't athletic enough. I mean, I went to USC and Tim Floyd yep. was worried that I wasn't athletic enough. to He's guard. Known, You
1: know what he said to us in his office? He said, does Stewart?" I don't think Stewart understands. I don't think Stewart believes in Stewart, or I don't think Stewart understands his talent, or something. Tim A- said that.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: You weren't in the room.
0: That's interesting. You weren't. I didn't in know the room.
1: that. Yeah, I think I, if I never told you that, that's no. Okay.
0: Because I remember their assistant coach. I went to the elite camp, and their assistant coach was like, they really, he really wanted them to offer me. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm glad they didn't because going to well, traveling yeah. to USC.
0: And he left, and he's had right so many issues, but right um yeah just everywhere just you know not being athletic enough not being good enough to sit down like I, yeah I, I knew I was but yeah I guess I didn't exude that that's funny I didn't realize he said well that you or... didn't
1: you always exuded um uh you know again we've talked about it um and I think and I I when I used to be on the McCall it, the the Wolverine red gun. That, anyway, oh, so. she's
0: infamous on the <laughs>
1: Ooh.
0: UM Hooves, the um, Wolverine. Not anymore, blah. but I was.
1: And but anyway,
0: you know, people would accuse She's told off a few people. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that I later.
1: Have. Um people accused you of, of acting like you didn't care.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: it's 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 because
0: I was such a contrast to Novak.
1: You were indeed. And I think it's really interesting. Um, when People are such a huge fan and they want something to be a certain way and they don't truly understand who that person is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to pass judgment. We do it all the time. You know, like if I get on Twitter or you get or whatever and, and somebody says something and you have an immediate visceral response because it's not what you want. It doesn't fit what you think it should look like. Um, and that's, that's just true of people in general do that with other people, but I, I I know, in particular, that was an issue that that people would would say about you that you didn't care. And in fact, it was so contrary to that.
0: Yeah, um, you know it's funny, it was a, another funny story from that IU visit is about in that same realm of not caring was a few years ago, I get a couple of texts from friends who are listening to Dan Dockett's show. And Dan was there and he showed us around campus.
1: I remember. And I'm so
0: shy that I apparently gave off the image that I didn't care. right? And so he, he's on air talking about, you know, many years later talking about me saying I was
1: an asshole. Didn't yeah, you call yeah, you an asshole? I, mean, I,
0: an I air wanted
1: again. to. I, <laughs> it was
0: very funny. I was like, wait a second. I was just like, yeah, so frozen in the whole experience that I, yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's a a lesson for everybody to be very careful when you meet somebody and it doesn't look the way you want it to look for whatever reason you need it to, you have to remember that, you know, there's a whole host and a whole range of different personality types and everybody has a story and everybody has their way of, of dealing with things. And we have to be very careful. Um, but that was, you know, an impression uh, that i know people had but anyway that's that's off the subject okay but, go
0: go into what people said on the blogs then.
1: oh sh- i can't
0: I, I they said I, I didn't care
1: um you know i really don't remember oh come um, on no i really don't remember but i do i think the best thing that ever came out of those blogs was me meeting socal who um <laughs> Hey, SoCal, if you're, you're listening, listening. <laughs> um, um, and, you know, and then getting to end up, you know, meeting him and his wife in person. Um, but there were some people that were just disrespectful and rude. And I let them know about it. And they would apologize. Of I'm sorry, Mrs. Douglas. I'm of sorry. Um, and, you know, it would be the kind of thing of, I don't care if you don't think my son is talented, but, but don't be cruel. You know, mm-hmm. and again, and you've talked about this. I don't think people understand how difficult it is to be a student athlete. Again, and people don't get me wrong. Completely blessed that this one got an education at the University of Michigan.
0: Education uh, being an operative word there. Well,
1: very you, flexible. You graduated. Well, okay, <laughs> I'm but joking. You, you graduated from one of the finest universities in all of the country, and you know, and I didn't have to pay a single dime for any of that. So very appreciative of that. But it's, and again, you've talked about this before, so I don't want to bore people with what they've already heard. But um, it's, uh, it's not easy. And you're young. And that's a kind of a double whammy, because you're not quite learning how to Balance things okay but give me things. give me
0: a bo- give me a story. Gosh,
1: I can't you're asking a 63 year old woman to remember <laughs> something that happened 12 years ago. I I really I'd have to go back which I couldn't do cuz I don't have access to it anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember the guy that I yelled at yelled at and he apologized to me but it was it was something about um ripping you as just a person who who just didn't care.
0: Yeah um everyone wanted me to be novak right everyone wanted me to be that energetic right that hoorah guy and like
1: when actually
0: i can be that but like that's not where i'm at my best and you
1: never were you were always you're just you're like your dad you're you're just this even if you get
0: too high then you get out of your norm if you get too low you're out of your norm like keep me right here and that's where i'll be at my best right
1: but, you know, I mean, you weren't Novak, but you were certainly a good balance to Novak. And it.
0: Yeah, that was, that was and that, the irony being like you need to. You couldn't have me too, and him being the exact same, whether it was low or high. Right. That would have been impossible to lead a team. Right.
1: But it worked out really well. Yeah. It, you know, it ended up working out really well. So, yeah. But the recruiting thing, you know, again, um, it, it's it's that two edged sword because, You're thrilled that your child is being recruited to play at a high level, which most kids don't get to do, but you're so stressed out and you're so unsure. And, you know, I remember your dad saying to me while we were going through all of this, because I was talking about the different coaches and I was like, what's what with these people <laughs> and your dad said you know these types of jobs select for people with large egos and what do you get when you get somebody with a large ego and that kind of put things in perspective for me and i realized hmm. then that you know I, I i you know it's it's not that i wanted anybody to hold your hand far from it right but I do think it's important, whether it's a coach or, you know, a CEO or, you know, a lead, somebody in a leadership position to take into consideration the, the person that they're dealing with, bringing out the best in the person. And that, you know, that goes for relationships, marriages and relationships as well Is are you pulling out the best in that person? And not only does it benefit that person, but it benefits the coach because if you're bringing out the best in your player
0: right um getting... you're gonna
1: get the best and i and i you know again did not want anybody holding your hand can i can i tell the what the, the phone call i got from coach beeline oh sure <laughs> so
0: me being late
1: yeah so uh Stuart was late for a it wasn't a practice it was a shoot around i don't know it,
0: it was like our first, weightlifting. it was like the first practice of okay
1: and he
0: well there's two times it was the second time
1: can i tell the whole story yeah okay so and he blamed this one's relationship um with his girlfriend um on him being late and I'm going to, I wasn't
0: home. (laughs) You you
1: weren't home. You were over there. And, um, can I really tell the whole story? I mean,
0: you can, you can
1: dance around it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so he called me and he said this relationship. And again, I'm, these aren't exact words because it was many years ago, but this relationship, um, isn't, is not the best for Stuart. It's not, you know this isn't in worried. They're like he, yeah it, that was, was a worried. distraction and i said and i said you do whatever you have to do if you need to suspend him kick him off the team i don't care i said but i will tell you this i said i my son has found someone that he cares deeply for and that makes me as a mother very proud and very happy and that was the end of the conversation. Yeah, there's there's more to it, but I'll I, I won't I won't go into further detail.
0: No, a funny thing you said mm. where you're like, Well, think about somebody not in a relationship.
1: Well, I did say then, I said I'd rather at least have, you know where he's he's well, home. I, I said I'd rather have him with one person than
0: going around going yeah. around. Not
1: knowing where, not knowing where with with yeah. every other that was good. That, girl was slick. On campus. that was very slick. Yeah, so that kind of just ended that conversation. But you know, the point being is that again, never wanted anybody to hold your hand, but I think it is important to um, bring out the best. And I think coaches, you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a growing process and a learning process for them too. You know, if I'm oh, yeah. you know, looking specifically at for coach, each player. For, for coach Beeline, where he came from, jumping into the Big Ten, um, I think, and again, I'm kind of rambling, so slow me down no, here a little bit. Not you. Yeah, no, I would never do that. But, you know, I think about like um, the different approach that coaches have to take with kids today who come out of high school thinking their poop doesn't stink. You know, versus kids who just want to go play. And I, does, does that make sense? Um, you, you get a lot yeah. of you get a lot of kids coming out of high school who who are all that in a bag of chips, and they walk into a, a big time program, and they they're not all that in a bag of chips. And the adjustment for that kid. I want
0: to clarify that we everyone talks about this generation doing that. Every well, generation. Well, hopefully- as those people hold on and as those kids and we dealt with it at Michigan and the team the generation before us did and the generation before that I
1: know but I think of I think of like Bobby Knight and the chair I think about Bobby Knight and the way he coached his players he would no more I don't think have gotten away with that in even your era
0: no he wouldn't have gotten away right that's
1: that. that's my point and so I think so again I'm rambling forgive me it's what I do um but I think coaches, you know, it's a learning curve for them too. And I think Uh that, and and again, you've talked about this, um, you know, the progression of coach Beeline, I can't speak about other coaches, um, but you know, the progression of how he changed um, towards his players, I I think was a a tremendous um, commentary on his willingness to grow. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: He was always wanting to learn new things and do new things and it's funny when you're a head coach and you're like this is this is what brought me to this point this is why i've had success and then you gotta go away i have to reevaluate right things?
1: it sucks nobody wants to do that nobody no, listen change nobody. there's two kinds of change right there's the kind you ask for and the kind that is <laughs> thrust upon you yeah and they, and, and they both suck and they both suck because nobody because we're not built as humans to really adjust to change well. And no. so it, it takes it takes time and, and you had to change as a player and coaches have to change and um, and also try to win at the same time and deal with 18, 19, 20 year old boys. Fun. Yikes. No, thank you. I it's a hard pass. I, for was, me.
0: I didn't want to deal with them when I was right. 19.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But so, I don't know, we were on the recruiting and we got kind of off track. Sorry about that. But that's, you know, how I saw things. But I, you know, um, you know, going back to you thinking I wasn't proud or didn't think that you were good good enough or worthy. That
0: was a joke. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, I wasn't sure. (laughs) It's
0: always a joke. Well,
1: you never want to think that you're you're you're, proud of me. Extremely. You, You want to know one of my proudest moments? And this is probably has to do more with me than with you. Um, Well, obviously the shot at, at Michigan state Mm -hmm. was a big deal, but when you played Duke and coach K sought you out twice, do you remember that?
0: Uh, He came
1: up to you after the game. Yeah. And told you what a great player you were.
0: Something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he sought you out again in the tunnel And I thought to myself, if, and he said, I forget what he said. He was complimenting your teammates, complimenting the way you guys all played together. There's a
0: funny story. I'll tell you. Okay.
1: And I thought to myself, if, if that man, and maybe he's not a great guy, I have no idea, but there's some, but I know there's some (laughs) stories and I've heard them, but a great coach. Mm -hmm. And for him to recognize that about you and about your teammates, that made me really proud because you want you want people to see that. Yeah. You want people to see, you know, it them. was
0: a funny lesson because he came up and he was like, the second time in the tunnel, he said, or uh, right in, the, in the back hallway, something to the effect of, you know, you guys are very connected. Yeah. On this, seems like you guys have some, maybe you said like re- good relationships. You're like very connected and it's noticeable. And I'm like, uh, we're not.
1: We're not, we're not we're the not really best real. of friends, to
0: be honest with you, but it was like, oh, that's cool that we can still, you don't need to be best friends No. to, be, you to, do, have... to play your role and be together and yeah. do the right thing. And, and I always thought that. And I think sometimes guys, they get a little sore over it because they're like, so-and-so doesn't like me. And it's like, just do your job. Just do your job. So
1: you actually felt that there, that you had teammates that didn't like you?
0: I mean, maybe like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of do my own thing. And I'm like, at that point was a junior, but a senior leader. And I'm, I know what's right. I know what coach wants. I know how to do things. And I don't deal with any bullshit. Like don't blow smoke up my butt. Right. like any posturing between teammates is stupid it's not going to accomplish anything whining isn't going to accomplish anything crying isn't going to accomplish anything and that was a big turning point in that season is when we stopped whining and crying and then we turned the corner at Michigan State but yeah because so like you know I'm not uh, that I've gotten better with uh being more empathetic and being like, OK, this is why this person is saying this right. and then dealing with it. But like sometimes, you know, you can't deal with it. You got to just tell them well, to shut up or be like, no, that's, that's just wrong.
1: Well, I think when you come in as a freshman, as an 18 year old kid, you're um, you're just thinking about yourself and how long. Yeah. I mean, there's degrees of that, but how long is it, does it take a player to, to, to buy into whatever system is that the coach is trying well, to that's, do? Well,
0: that's another myth is that you're never unselfish. You're, there's never zero selfishness in a player. Like, even the guy, of the walk on, who will sacrifice and dive on every ball and do whatever he's doing that to play and get in the game. Of course. So like, it's unselfish for the team, but he's doing it for selfish reasons, for playing. Like he wants to be on the court and be seen. Right. So everyone has that. They want that success, whatever their success is. Like we always deem success in one way. It's a million different ways for a million different people. Right. So everyone has a little right. bit of selfishness and you have to, you have to accompany for that. You have to, that has to be baked into the bread. And a lot of people don't really realize that. Um, I forget what you just asked.
1: Well, no, most people, meaning fans don't realize that or players don't realize that. Who doesn't realize that?
0: I think both. You have to accept it. Like you got guys, there's always like the top guy. Okay. You got like the top talent who's like, let's say we had Manny and Deshaun. Yeah. We had Darius and Trey and Tim. Like Those are the main guys that were like, I'm making it to the league. I'm going to the league, I'm making it into the league. And that was on their mindset every game, after right. every game. Did I play well enough to like <laughs> further my dreams? And I would never, ever fault them for that. And I would only want to foster that because right. that'll, one, will make them harder and more focused. Yeah. You can, you know, sway off the path and maybe get a little too selfish in certain things, but like you want guys going after that. It's how you foster it and bring it together. And again, bake it into the full team bread. And then how you know to lift the whole team up.
1: As an observer though. Who to
0: have the bread rise? Oh man, what a (laughs) good that was really good. That that was too. Jeez.
1: And I lost my train of thought here because that happens too. Mm -hmm. But it 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 is you always knew, or I always knew, you know, as a parent, because I was being selfish and wanted you to shine, but you know, I wanted the team to win. You could always tell when a player was, you know, thinking. About being seen and wanted to get theirs, as I used to call it. Yeah, that's how. Then, then being not unselfish because, like you're right, nobody's unselfish. But at least understanding that that, that, that there's a whole uh, there's a whole big picture and a whole big spectrum of what makes me shine as a player, and especially for like a point guard, it's knowing when to pass the ball. And that was always my. I'd sit up there and go pass the ball. <laughs> please pass the ball (laughs) or shoot if it's appropriate but
0: yeah pass the ball
1: (laughs) and not necessarily to you just pass the damn ball but that was my thing
0: you and dad
1: well i can't i
0: mean dad i can't he doesn't even like he doesn't even like basketball and rajon rondeau is his favorite point guard (laughs) who never shoots so that can tell what you guys like exactly that that is changing like rajon rondeau is just he still exists, but they, those types exist. don't really exist. No, I
1: understand that. I understand. Um,
0: and,
1: no. And I, and I get that. Um, and again, I don't, where were we in this conversation? I have all no the place. I know.
0: Well, you're, you're infamous. Speaking of being in the stands, you're infamous <laughs> for your potty mouth.
1: So no, so <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: sailor, sailor, sailor's mouth, I think uh, the, one the
1: one? drunken sailor or something like that. Yeah. Um, But I was pretty, it was, your dad was actually louder in the stands than I was because I learned my lesson and junior high when i almost got kicked out of a couple of games oh
0: so yeah quick story for the people just a little background on nancy she knew the refs by name when i was a kid (laughs) local refs and she'd be on the sideline front row my dad would be sitting up a few rows he He couldn't sit next to refused and she would just be yapping at the refs going off maybe not even knowing what was going on but those refs were were gonna get it
1: no they they did and then a little bit in high school too
0: Although that was harder because we had a bigger gym and you couldn't, you couldn't quite,
1: I stayed tame in high school because yeah. I didn't want to make a fool of myself, which I had accomplished when you were in junior high. So, and then in, at Michigan, I never said, a, I didn't say a peep.
0: No, loud. you just cussed out, cussed me out in the stands. Never. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I'll never forget. Some volleyball girls are up in the stands. They're like, your mom really she really knows that I up a stomach. I, I, I just, I kind of remember
1: sitting there going, Stuart, yeah. Stuart, like that. Yeah, that I did, but I never yelled at anybody. No, um, no, no, just me. So your dad finally was able to sit with me um, because I, I was tame, but it, it, it's just, it's nerve wracking to watch your children. And I don't care if you've got a kid that's an athlete or on a debate team or mm-hmm. a chess player, you there's so many things that come into play with that. And again, a lot of it is all this hard work that you put in and it's not that you don't want your kids to be disappointed. I think disappointment is hugely important, but you know, you, you get caught up in it partly for your own ego. You know, it's like when you like, when you have, when you had a really good game and especially when you hit that shot at, at, um, when you play at the UCLA game your freshman year and you hit the shot at Breslin, et cetera, et cetera, you know, I am Steve Douglas.
0: I right? a peacock a little bit.
1: Right. And I get, and I, and I'm, I'm fully honest about that, but it's, you want, you just, you, you love your children so much that you want what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also understand that sometimes, you know, as I used to say to you to and your Brother and your sister. You know, sometimes you do A, B, C, hoping to get D, and sometimes you do A, B, and C, and you get X, and it throws you off your little worldly access because you don't know what the hell just happened. So, you know, it doesn't always turn out the way that you want it to. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody knows that because everybody's experienced that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually a wonderful thing to have happen. But in the midst of watching, you know, the, 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 the game and the actual energy that you put out there, you want, you know, you want you to do well. Right. I wanted you to do well. Of course. Yeah. So, and you did.
0: Uh, Okay. Let's talk some Michigan basketball, my time. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite place to travel to, to watch games and your least favorite?
1: Well, my least favorite was Purdue. (laughs) I I mean, seriously. You almost got a fist plate. Uh, no but i got yelled at for nothing get the f back on the bus go back to where you effing came in from in the bathroom right coming out of the bathroom and then <laughs> this is a great story so they always put the parents you know down low from the opposing team so everybody knows who the opposing parents are plus i'm wearing michigan garb which i never did again after wow no i'm kidding i think i did but anyway so uh we're sitting there and this I hear this guy yelling and I simply turn around to look and this woman starts pointing at me and like literally spinning and she's like I can't even remember what she was saying but she was just going off on me and I I and I just I didn't answer her and the next thing I know so for the for everybody my sister-in-law is married to um, a huge Purdue fan contributor, works for Purdue, he's kind of a big deal at Purdue. And they're sitting across the way and I get a text from my sister-in-law and she says, "Um, did you just get yelled at by some woman? And I'm like, yeah, she goes, that's a friend of mine. And she just texted me and said, is that your sister-in-law sitting down there? So it was awful. No. How would she it, not
0: know that one of you is the, I don't know. Is her sister? Anyways, <laughs> it was, it was terrible.
1: And then other parents were sitting way up top. Um, and one of them got yelled at so much it made her cry. So Purdue was hands down my, <laughs> my, my least favorite place. It's like get a life people. Um, I understand. I've always understood the, the loyalty to team. I think it's fabulous. It's what makes sports so exciting, but you cross the line when you're cruel to people for no reason. Um, and these people were just mean. Yeah. Like somebody yelled at me to get back on the effing bus coming out of the bathroom. Okay. So okay. Well, what bus? I, what bus? I drove here. I live 45 minutes away, but whatever. Um, and my favorite place, well, because your dad and I went to the university of Wisconsin, mm. um, that was fun for us to go back, and then Northwestern because there were more fans, Michigan fans, in the stand than there were Northwestern fans. But I think my favorite, my favorite place to play um, for you to watch you play was Wisconsin. Um, Iowa was weird. That was weird. Yeah, Minnesota was was a, is a weird floor. Fake but a, but a great, but a great town. Um, so I, I'd have to say I'm adamant about my least favorite, but. You know, my most favorite is just you know. I I don't think I really had a most favorite.
0: Were you at Madison? You weren't at Madison Square Garden, were you? No, we didn't come to that game. We don't talk about that. (laughs) That's my favorite place.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I was just going to ask him. Yeah, for so many reasons. Oh yeah. I mean, what a thrill to be able to say you played there.
0: It's yeah. It's just a cool yeah, cool gym. Yeah. Um, trying to think of something else that might be wrapping up, (laughs) wrapping up the podcast. Uh, How. uh, how excited are you to watch watch Michigan basketball this year? Because you've been keeping up. And how I mean, excited are you to go to a game with me this year? I'm very excited. First, first one yeah. we'll yeah. ever go to. Together. I know.
1: Yeah. It's been it's been hard having you away and just thrilled to have you home and all the good stuff that's happening to you. You know that. So that's a whole other story. Um, so why
0: don't you like Juwan Howard?
1: <laughs> I, I, I love Juwan. Um, I loved him. <laughs> I loved him in those McDonald's commercials. Wait, what? Wait, what commercial was he in where somebody goes – Joanna French Fry.
0: Was, how long ago is this?
1: Oh my God, the years 90s? ago. Yeah, probably.
0: That's hilarious. i need to ask him.
1: But don't quote me on that and maybe edit this out. But I swear to God, it was, a, jo, Joana, it was a little kid saying Joanna hot uh, French Fry or something like that. But don't quote me. No, lots of respect. And I, and I am excited. And I think that, uh, you know, he obviously having been a player Um, understands how to coach young men, but I'm sure it's a learning curve for him too. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So
1: I am super excited to to watch it and super excited to get back up to Ann Arbor. It's one of my favorite towns. Um, Blue blue
0: tractor, here we come. Blue
1: tractor, here we come. Tim, my favorite bartender, if he's still there. Um, It's just a great place. So yeah, we need to make plans for that because I'm super pumped about it.
0: Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we will do that. Projections, predictions for- uh they're supposed to win the big 10. Well, them in Purdue.
1: I cannot uh, ugh, really. Oh, mm,
0: well, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry. And, and I have to say that Matt Painter was very nice to you um, during the recruiting process. He called and said to you,
0: Stu. Well, yeah, he left me a voicemail during lunch. He knew uh, I wouldn't pick up during you school.
1: Were, you picked up the phone and answered it as you were walking into the bathroom and it was him.
0: I'm saying when he told me that they weren't recruiting me anymore because they offered Ryan Smith. They offered
1: Smith, Ryan Smith.
0: He called me when I was in school, knowing damn well I wouldn't. Okay, pick. but
1: at least he called. No,
0: Someone, he was some, the only person. Some players
1: call. drop you like the coaches drop you like a hot potato, and that which was
0: everyone, yeah. which was
1: pretty much everyone. That is correct. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I appreciate. Do that you remember?
1: People. Yeah, you Do you remember AAU? Your junior year in Vegas, and you got off the elevator crying. I opened the hotel door, you flopped yourself on the bed and you said, that's it. My, my basketball playing days are over. I'll never get recruited by anybody. Do you remember that? I don't
0: know if I went that drastic. Yes, again. you did. I, I don't remember that at all.
1: Oh, it was, I it was, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> that was a term that well, sealed the deal for it, all it, of the big schools. What
1: I wouldn't say, uh, and forgive me for a second while I try to remember this and I don't screw it up. Uh, the, the biggest mistake and I'm paraphrasing the biggest mistake you could make is only watching a player play one time. Mm. It, and it, it's not, I'm not quite quoting it correctly. You can look it up, but um, yeah, you just, you did not play well and your team sucked. No, we suck. You sucked and you thought it was all over.
0: Thank so, God for that first game in front of Beeline.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. He came to watch somebody else, him and him and Mahoney.
0: I don't think they came to watch somebody else. No. Nobody else was good on that well, that's true, yeah, but it was the but only, it was and it was it mahoney was only like one of the only coaches at the game in louisville
1: oh that I'm and thinking I, of I, the the shooting the the Indiana top Indiana players, didn't he come to that too?
0: oh maybe a yeah. bunch of coaches were there yeah, yeah,
1: a bunch of coaches were there, it was Mahoney who said, "Hey, you need to watch this kid shoot the ball, yeah, but you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah interesting it's been an interesting journey and so many ups and downs and again you can't you can't protect anybody from from the downs um, no but it's made you who you are today correct and I certainly wouldn't trade that for anything but I'm not very, no, I'm perfect I'm not very objective
0: <laughs> not really no
1: not at all but I'll take it I need, okay.
0: I need that in my corner there you go I think I think that wraps it up. Well, right. we'll have to have you back.
1: That was no congratulations. But, on no, your because first this appearance. will this will be your lowest rated podcast of all time.
0: Well, the most moms will listen. I, I I can guarantee that.
1: Well, I don't know if there are any moms
0: listening, but okay. I don't know if I get too many moms. Probably not. I need to. This is why I'm. This is why you're on. I need okay. To is that why? No, I think the reason
1: I'm on is because other people. At the last minute, couldn't show up. This is true. Too. But that's okay. That's what But I'm you've been for.
0: in the works and the plans for a while. Now. Oh, have I really? It's supposed to be a Mother's Day episode, but that's okay. you know, a ways away.
1: Well, I'd be happy be to do it. Next today. time we'll we'll drink together. We'll have some cocktails. Oh
0: yeah. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta reestablish that episode. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Thank you everyone for listening and stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have some some more former and current players on some stuff in the works. Uh, thank you, Nancy thank you. Douglas. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye guys. Bye.